Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. Welcome back to the AA Sports Show. This is episode 122, part three. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends, Mr. Alex Ashley. What is going on, everybody? Mr. Kevin Rowe. Hey, hey, hey. So, part three this week, uh, being that it's NBA draft night as we record this on a Wednesday night. Happy draft night to everybody out there. Happy draft night to, uh, to, uh, to all the guys getting drafted, and congrats to them. None of them are going to be listening to this, because why would they? But hey, if by chance somebody does, congrats to you, man. You, uh, it's a dream come true for you, and you're playing in the league, and that's pretty awesome. So congrats. Congrats to all those guys. But um, So with it being draft night, we decided or we thought it might be fun to do our own top five number one draft picks of all time. Because we love nothing more than debating with each other as far as where LeBron James ranks on an all-time list. So here we go. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I, I don't have it in order. I feel like it has to be in order. I don't have it in no, order, though. You got to go order. You got to pick number one now. You gotta get you to <laughs> uh, we got we to go up. Five to one. Five to one? Five to one. Okay. Five to one. I'll go five. Let's each do like our five, and then we'll debate it. Go up to number four, debate. We'll go with that way. Okay. Who's your five, Kev? My number five? I'm going Shaquille O'Neal. Dominating center, was really one of the the best in the league during his prime. 19.5 points per game, 7.2 rebounds per game. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong stats. 23.7 points per game. 10.9 10.9 rebounds per game. Um, I mean, he was rookie of the year. Uh, he was MVP, if I'm not mistaken, a couple times. Finals MVP three in three years. Uh, he was scoring champ uh, twice. Yeah, I and mean, an MVP once. So, I mean, I'm going to put him up there because he was one of the most dominating players. Whether or not he could hit a three free throw, coming out of the number one spot, I agree as well. I don't want it to. I don't want to sound like I'm just copying what you're saying because I was leaning Shaq towards five as well. Uh, for me, he pretty much changed the way the center position was played in the league. And although the center position is not played anymore the way he played it, um, he still transitioned the position. Um, and was the most dominant at it by far in his time. And like you said, Kev, you, it didn't matter that he couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. You couldn't guard the man, like, just straight up. If, you, if he had the ball in the paint, it was over. So, yeah, Shaq is my number five. I'm really nervous that something very bad is going to happen because I also agree with both of you. Oh, I have shit. Shaq wow. in my number five spot. So. Wow. <laughs> I'm, like, um, I'm like looking outside for fires or hurricanes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is the sky falling yet? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the Shaq Daddy, Shaq Fu, Superman, the big Aristotle, Shaq people, number five, Hall of Fame player, 15-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ as a center. 14-time All-NBA, All-Rookie, 92-93, three Finals MVPs, three All-Star MVPs, three All-Defensive, four All-NBA champions, 
Like, I mean, what, what, I don't, I don't think there's anything this man hasn't done in his career. He's got the personality, which is larger than life, which I think is something that's very important to the NBA. Averaging a double double. I mean, what, what more can we say? I'll say um, the one thing that he hasn't done probably hasn't put him higher on my list. He hasn't been the number one guy on any of those championship teams. Those three championship teams, it was sure. Dwayne Wade and Kobe twice. Those yeah. were the number one guys. He was always the number two on those championship teams. Yeah, but Shaq is one of those guys that he didn't need to be, man. He just needed to be what he does, and he right. he was just that. He, you didn't need him to be your number one. Why? Because he's just you throw him down the ball. If, if Kobe's not going to score – he throws it. He throws it down to the post. It's it's an automatic two points. Like he does. You don't need that to be. You don't need Shaq to be a number one guy. He's still top five, and he was never a number one. That just goes to show the level that he was at. You know what I mean? It also goes to show you the talent he played with. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Shaq. Yeah, he was a monster. Alex, start us off with your number four. So number four. Uh, have to go, uh, and this one was a little bit interesting for me, but I have to go with the big fundamental himself, uh, Old Man Riverwalk, Tim Duncan. Uh, the, the, the reason that I have him in the top five and number four is because a lot of the guys in the, in the front part, I, I think, have kind of changed some of the way that the games are played. He was one of the guys that set a foundation for a franchise as opposed to the overall game to some degree, and I'm not discrediting him at all. Um, you know, again, another Hall of Famer, 50-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, uh, All-Rookie, three Finals MVPs, two overall MVPs. He's got the five championships. I mean, he, he was everything for an organization for, for quite a while. Uh, again, averaging a double-double, 19-10 versus the 23-10 and 10, uh, of Shaq. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, arguably the greatest power forward to ever play the game, uh, Tim Duncan is my number four. Kevin? Mine is Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, for real? <laughs> yes, dude, for real. <laughs> Y'all got to scratch screen sharing over there. <laughs> right? He scored less points than Shaq, but he had more uh, rebounds, more assists, more steals per game. He has two championships where he was the MVP in both of them. He was a league MVP once. Uh, nine-time all-defensive player, I mean, 12 all-star teams. Um, I mean, the only knock on him is that they didn't win more championships, but he was also drafted the same year as MJ. I mean, it's hard to go against um, the GOAT, man, you know? (laughs) And unfortunately, that's what he had to go up against. Now, granted, he was picked one pick before Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan had a better career. But as far as the number one overall pick, they got what they paid for. Olajuwon was a great player for the Houston Houston Rockets, man. And in his time in the 90s, man, I don't know if you could have said there was a better center out there in the the early to mid-90s. I don't think so either. Um, I had Akeem as well, if it wasn't obvious already. Um, Kev, you pretty much said it all. <laughs> it's just looking at the list here. I mean, it. Yeah, it's just it has to be Akeem for me. So, yeah, you said it all. I don't really have anything else to add. 
You want who wants to start us off with number three? Your turn. All right, Kev. Are we gonna be three for three? <laughs> it's because you didn't have it lined up. <laughs> no, I got it lined up. Yeah. Magic Johnson. No fucking way. You serious? Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, I totally. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> All of us look at the same fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Johnson, five-time NBA champion. Three, three of those were NBA final MVPs. Um, I kind of feel like he changed the way, like like Shaq changed the way the center was played. Magic Johnson changed the way uh, the point guard position was played. Um, I mean, stats speak for himself. The accolades speak for themselves. Yeah, Magic Johnson for me. Yeah, I, I have Magic Johnson too, and I agree. I mean, he, he he took the point guard perspective and changed it, even played some power forward, even played some shooting guard. Uh, but for me, one of the things that he did was he became the face of the NBA for quite a while. It was the smile. It was the Showtime Lakers, and he was the star. And the thing, again, I know it's kind of ridiculous, but I think the thing about the NBA is it's very star-driven. It's a very star-driven league, and I think it's been that way for a while, and he is one of the biggest stars that they've ever had, so much so that <clears throat> he's still around today in basketball. You know, he, he, he's a very famous guy, that smile, that, that, that charisma, and then on top of that, what he was able to do on the court, I, I think you have to put him in the top three because not only did you get an amazing player, but an amazing person to do it in also. Kevin? All right. Here's where the d debate really begins, because y'all are not going to like my number three. I know, Alex, especially, you're not going to like my number three. And honestly, he could he should be number one. But on my list, LeBron James is my number three. Uh, I mean, you, he's arguably the second best player in history. Um, 27 points per game, seven rebounds per game, seven assists, almost two steals per game. Uh, I mean, the guy is a great player and one of the best in the league. My biggest knock on LeBron is the fact that if he feels there's a weakness where he's at, he's going to go somewhere else and try to build a team around him there. And he's done that three times. Um, but as a player, as just a solo player, yeah, he's, he's great. He's the second best all-time behind MJ, in my opinion. We can have this debate all we want, but that's just my opinion. Um, and he's a surefire Hall of Famer. And, I mean, yeah, there's no knocking his numbers. He is one of the best. Alex, start us off with two. So, for number two, uh, there's a little bit of a throwback here. Um, but I got to go with Oscar Robinson. Uh, Robertson, excuse me. So Oscar Robertson was Rookie of the Year. He was an MVP. He was a, a three-time All-Star MVP, an NBA champion, 11-time All. You know, he was an assist champion. He was Mr. Triple-Double. He was the original Mr. Triple-Double. Uh, I mean, what, what he was able to do at a time when it was kind of, you know, the, the, the level of athleticism and the level of play was – was starting to develop or wasn't there yet, he stepped in and he did something incredible. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we remember when uh, Westbrook got uh, triple-double for a season, and this guy was doing it. I mean, this guy was the original one to do that. I mean, the level of play was unbelievable. And then for the amount of time that he did it for, he did it for what? One, until he played, until he was 35, almost 13 seasons. Uh, you know, it, it was just it's one of those things where he stood out so much in the time that he played that it, it was almost unreal. It was almost, you know, like, like how does this even happen? Kind of a situation. Uh, you know, he averaged 30 points in, in his first season. I mean, it, it was crazy. Uh, I don't think he averaged less than 12 and 12 was, was in his last season. Um, you know, he was averaging a, a triple double. What one, couple times was that three couple times so yeah i mean i don't know as much about him as i do some of these other guys but what i do know is that he was the original triple double and the level of play that he had versus everyone else at the time there was a very clear disparity the cincinnati cincinnati uh cincinnati royals really (laughs) they got something then Oh, at the time, it was Cincinnati Royals. Yes. Sorry. Uh, my number two um, is LeBron. Arguably, uh, I mean, Kev, you said it all, but I'll, I'll say what I have to say. Arguably, the best player to ever do it, although I don't think he is, but, I mean, he's up there, and he's, as much as he wants his respect, I think he's earned it. Um, this was a guy that I did not like as a as a biased Spurs fan. I, you know, when he came into the league, just didn't really, and I've said it on the show multiple times, but I didn't really dig the whole God's gift of basketball thing and the chosen one and all of that. Um, but he's proven that he is, he's up there with the best to ever do it. Um, and the accolades speak for themselves. Uh, four rings up to this point. It's four, right? Four rings? Yeah, four. Yeah, four rings up to this point. Um, and for him to do what he has done in this league is impressive. There's no, de- there's no debating that. And I'm, you know, um, so yeah, he's my number two. And guys, my number two is the big fundamental Tim Duncan. Um, Nineteen points per game, ten rebound or almost eleven rebounds, three assists, a steal per game. Uh, five NBA championships, rookie of the year, um, three Finals MVPs. He was an MVP. Fifteen All Defensive Teams, fifteen All NBA Teams, um, averaging nineteen and ten in his career. I mean, that's good numbers, man. Double double. I mean. Arguably the best power forward in the game ever. Um, And just showed his ability to mentor young players and be able to build and keep a franchise going for two decades. Uh, I think he is the only player or one of the only players to actually win an NBA championship in three different decades. So just showing that longevity of dominance is pretty impressive to me, and that's why he's number two on my list. Uh, 
Alex, you go ahead, man. Number one. Uh, hold on one second. I just want to find one stat real quick. On who? Don't you worry about it. Uh-huh. He's <laughs> got to be looking for LeBron right now because that's going to be his number one. He yep. absolutely is. And the fact that it wasn't either one of y'all's is almost disappointing, but I know you're doing it mostly out of spite, it would seem to me. No. But you guys are saying that like the number one, number two best player to ever do it isn't the best and number one draft pick? That makes zero fucking sense to me. That doesn't – you're like, oh, he's the best ever, but he's not like the best ever. But that doesn't – that literally doesn't compute, okay? He has everything everybody else does. He has a scoring championship and an assist championship, which means he's more versatile than most of the players that we've already talked about. He has more MVPs than a lot of things we already talked about. Finals MVPs, all NBA, all defense, all – and he did this coming out of high school. He didn't have to go to college to do all these things. He came out swinging from the gate. He's averaging more than most everybody we talked about. More assists. Like it, it, I'm not going to knock him for deciding to go other places because if you look at the amount of time that he spent somewhere – he was doing the best he can, and wouldn't you want to get out of a bad job too? In Cleveland for his first, what is that, one, two, three, four, seven years, what exactly did they do for him? The best player that he had as a number two was a guy named Egalskis, and do you all even remember him as a player? I didn't think so. And they still made it to the championships multiple times. Then he went to Miami and created a super team like an asshole, just like every other organization wishes they could do in the draft. He just did it without having to use the draft and then he won multiple championships. What a dick. Then he went back home to a terrible organization as they were continued to be terrible when he left. And then he won another championship. And then everybody was like, oh, he can't do it in the West. And then he literally went and did it in the West. So he's the best in the West, the best in the East. He has more points, more rebounds, more assists than your beloved Michael Jordan. He's easily the number one. He's... And I agree with. I don't know. You said this championship is tainted because of everything that's going on. So I don't believe you, you should even count this championship as the West. Okay, so he's got. Unless you're talking out both sides of your mouth on this part. Who's got three championships then? Okay, I'm sorry. So he's got three championships, which is more than like most other players. So moving on. Um, again, the, the two guys I have ahead of him have more championships than him. Say again. The two guys I have ahead of him have two more championships than him. Okay, that's fine. Um, again, here's the thing. Are they considered the greatest ever or top two greatest players to ever play the game? Oh, fuck. They're not. So, yeah, easily number one. I don't even, I don't even make sense how he's not number one for you guys. Like, if he's not number one, then those other players in your brain are better options than him. You'd... The, the, there's no, there's no. The way. draft number one, yes. In my opinion, yes. There's literally no way he's a second best player ever, but he is not the best number one. That doesn't, that literally doesn't compute. That means that other number one players played better than him, and they're not considered the top two. That doesn't make sense. How can you say that they're better than him, but he's better than them? Because they stayed with their franchises. And big fucking whoop. The game changes. What's the point of drafting them then? I, the that's way, I'm saying we need to get rid of it in the first place. It's also the way you go about your business, man. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's just quite simply the way you handle yourself, you know? 
that shows that he's given out like thousands of scholarships, built schools for people can, you know, fix the Akron's economy. I'm sorry that he raised multiple children with no father figure or that. Recently, yes, he has improved the way. Yes, yes. He's done all these really good things, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just don't want to like him. Nobody wants to like LeBron James because they don't think he's relatable. He doesn't struggle like other people struggle. He's been injured once in his entire career. He's the champion. He wins. Like, no, there's no way. I I don't doubt LeBron has struggled in in his career with you know, multiple things. I, I mean, you don't get to that level of success and not, and still not struggle. Like that just doesn't happen. So I don't, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Uh, no. You already know my number one. So I, I mean, I don't really need to say it. Kev, I'm, I'm curious, man. Who's your, who's yours? No, tell us why you have to, uh, big fundamentals. Number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's, and I, <laughs> I don't care at all that I'm speaking as a biased fan, as a biased Spurs fan. Don't care at all. I, this is just the way I feel. I think he, people say he's arguably the best one, the best power forward ever play. I, I feel like he is the best power forward ever play the game. He literally changed the way that position is played too. Um, and for me, it's, it's mostly about how he went about his business when he was playing. This man did not have to shit talk, did not have to trash talk. There's stories out there of people trying to trash talk with him and not being successful, and he just shoves it right back in their face with his play. Um, the, the amount of respect he gained, he gained around the league just speaks volumes to me as well. I think you can go around the league and ask pretty much any player, nine out of ten of them will tell you what, what kind of a guy he was. Uh, I mean, that's not, there's not much else for me. It's just the accolades speak for themselves. The stats speak for themselves. That's it. I don't care at all that I'm speaking as a biased first man. He is my number one overall draft pick of all time. See, Alex, you're disappointed that we didn't have LeBron in my, as, your, as our number one. I'm disappointed in both of y'all because if I heard right, y'all didn't have this guy even in your top five. Kareem? Neither of you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as you're in your top five. I am shocked. Um, Kareem is my number one. 25 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, almost four assists per game, six NBA championships. Um, I'm sorry, six league MVP awards and six championships where he was an MVP in the finals two times. Um, He was rookie of the year in 1969 to 1970. Uh, He averaged 28.8 points per game, and it wasn't until 1972, 1973, when they actually started counting blocks, in which he did three blocks per game for seven straight seasons. Great on offense, great on defense, easy Hall of Famer, um, the best center in the game ever, in my opinion. Everybody strive to be Kareem with that skyhook, you know? I mean, he is my number one player, drafted number one overall of all time. Kev, what year did he go? In the draft? Yes. 69. 69. 69. See, I had him number six. 
He was just outside of it. Still not in the top five. Well, yeah, I had number six. And this is what I'm saying. Like, consistency is key for me. Three of my five top fives have been with an organization more than a decade. Uh, Duncan and Olajuwon stuck with their organization their entire career. Kareem, he had five years in Milwaukee. Then he went to the Lakers and did the rest of his 15 more years in Lake, in Laker town. See, and I give value. Those to two are my top two. Multiple. What? Places. I, I give value to it being multiple places. I'm not knocking staying at one place, but if you can show me consistently, you can do it no matter where you go. I find a lot of value in that. The reason I knock LeBron on that is because of the the culture of the NBA now. Is you can just go wherever you want and build a team there. It's not. I don't know. And just grabbing other superstars from other teams and bringing them to the same team at the same time. I don't like it. See, I don't have a super problem with it. Because if you can get players to your team and they want to play with you, why is that his fault? It's not his fault. Well, then? It just creates unbalance. So? Don't you want to be on the winning team, too? I like to see competition. I like to see the underdogs come up and and strike the and he's never won the every kids one in the mouth. He didn't win every one of his every one of his championships. Yeah, I know. And I would imagine <laughs> that Michael Jordan won every one of his championships and he was never yeah. the underdog, so you can't like that story. Yeah, but I mean back then there was um, more no. parody, I feel. No, there was not parody. There was the Bulls and everybody else. They were the super team. Uh, there was Houston too up there. Did Houston yeah. ever make it to the championship? Did they ever Houston play the one twice with against uh, Michael Jordan? They didn't play the Bulls. No. Oh well, then I guess it didn't really count, did it? But it was right around that same time. It may have been those two years that MJ didn't play. Well, then I guess it was the Bulls and everybody else. <laughs> Jazz are pretty damn good too. They just always ran into the Bulls. Who was on those honorable mention? I'll be honest, I didn't see Kareem, but Kareem is, is an honorable mention for me. I don't know why I didn't see his name on there, but I'm looking at it now. and Yeah, he's an honorable. He's, he was my number six. See, Magic Johnson was my six. Right on. Then I got uh, Dave Robinson, Oscar Robinson, uh, Robertson right behind him. Yeah. Oscar for me, too. I had uh, David Robinson. Uh, and then I had AI, and I had Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was the youngest MVP ever. If Derrick Rose would not have been injured, that would have been incredible. That's why he's only an honorable mention. Because I was about to say, how do you even have him on that list? Then, if he, I mean, he hasn't had the career anywhere near any of these other players. I can understand AI, right? But Derrick Rose isn't never going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like. You liked him for the three years, and then he was gone. Right, like what? Like those three years? If he could have kept that up for like five more, it just if he would have been able to not been injured, if he didn't have terrible knees. But that, but does that warrant being one of the best number one overall picks ever? Well, that's the thing. If it's if it's based on how much you got out of them, he was never bad at that point. 
because he really only played three years. You know what I mean? So for those three years, he was incredible. Youngest MVP ever. So, like, it was kind of worth it to some degree, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe it wasn't the longevity aspect, which is why he wasn't on the He was only ever an honorable mention. But, like, you got exactly what you need out of him at the highest level for a little bit. Kind of like Tracy McGrady. I think that's where our mindsets differ on this. Because, honestly, like, if I had, like, last year with the Pelicans, mm-hmm. I drafted Zion Williamson. And I have him last year. I have him this year. And he's great next year. But then he injures his ankle and is gone for the rest of his career. Was it worth it? I don't think so. I mean, if you got something out of it for those three years, I can't really say it wasn't. Yeah, you're trying you to win that, right now. Everybody's you trying spend, to win no, right no, 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 now. No, 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 no. You spend that draft capital to win over an extended period of time. The goal is not to win one or two championships in a three-year span. The goal is to be completely dominant for decades, like the Spurs did for two decades, like that's the Bulls did want. for a decade. That's not always like what Lakers. No, but that's the goal. Not just one championship, it's multiple championships. I think you can't tell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't tell me that that wasn't the goal for Miami when they brought in uh, LeBron James with Chris Boss and with Dwayne Wade. You couldn't have told me that that wasn't the goal in Miami for them to stay there for a decade and dominate for a decade. I don't think for a decade, no. I don't think that was the game plan. Because you're not going to get that much out of Bosch, and they all knew that. And on top of that, you also got to think, they made that team there. Zion was drafted. And when Zion got drafted, they had one maybe A-B-plus player on there. They weren't looking to dominate. They were just trying to improve, get to the playoffs. The Pelicans weren't looking to – or, excuse me, yeah. They weren't looking to dominate for the next 10 years with Zion Williams. They're looking to just get better right now. Same with Rose when he went to the Bulls. They didn't have anybody. They're looking to get better right now. I disagree yeah. with that mindset. You want, to win it. you want to win it for a decade. Sure, 100%. If but, you have the number one overall pick, you're looking for that cornerstone of your franchise that will help you be that better team and that longevity. You're not looking for the, oh, I'm going to make it better now and for the next three years, but I'm never going to win a championship. Or make you it only one. have five you years. Know? On average, you only have five years with your number one round pick. That's just what happens. You're not looking good for a decade. You're looking in five years max. And that's a stat that you can look up. Yeah, you I get five years out of a number one draft pick on average. You're hoping for that guy that is going to last longer. Sure. You look at, okay, you, you want to look at those averages? I'm wondering how many of those averages were actually busts as well. That's how many of those number one picks were bust that – Wash out of the league. You don't believe in the idea of a window. Your window is a decade long. For for a franchise, if you get a number one... To be competitive for a decade, yes. So your window is within a 10-year span. Within that first two or three years to be able to make it to the playoffs for maybe a good decade, yes. Uh, I can't Not see. right away. After, by, after getting that number one pick, you're not going to make it right away. But after two or three more drafts after that, then you have a decade of dominance. That's what the goal is to build a franchise, not just a uh, a flash in a pan. 
Yeah, I can't see that one. I know what you want to be dominant for a decade. You don't get dominant for a decade. That's the outlier. That's the exception to the rule. I can agree with part of it, Kev, but... Wouldn't it be the goal? It should, probably should be the goal, but I think every organization is different. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think you can... I think you got to... It depends on who you are and where you are as an organization. I mean, because, like, take the Spurs, for example. You, you, draft, you draft Tim Duncan, and, you know, I don't know what their plan was. He turned out to be who he, who he was and what we know now. But then you drafted guys like Tony Parker, Manu... And then you build around them. Was their plan to be as dominant for two decades? I mean, <laughs> maybe not two decades, but I guarantee you they were thinking, okay, we got our cornerstone pieces. We can be good for a good long while, good decade. Right. But I don't think that's the plan that every organization has. I think every organization, or I think not every organization, but every other organization. I don't like disagree with you, but at the same time, I just don't think it's how every organization thinks. I, 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 want, I, I want to clarify something. I'm not saying that you're going to win the championship every year of a decade. I'm talking about being competitive, being in the midst of that playoff hunt every year, potentially a couple of years as a top seed, sometimes in that middle tier, you know? Right. But you're not that team that's stuck in the middle bubble that I'm looking for – if I'm drafting, I would be looking for somebody that would help me be in the playoffs every year for a decade after two or three years of development. But see, so you're right. also assuming that everybody's got the same amount of money. They can pay guys to stay with the franchise and then get other key pieces to come in, that all of your drafts go well, that you keep getting good players in these drafts. Like it, it, I think it's more of a shorter window. We need to win in these five years. Because if in five years we have this many draft picks, We'll have to pay somebody a lot of money. We're going to have to lose out on other guys because we can't pay them. We're going to have to lose out on the guy we have because we can't pay him, and somebody will pay him more. Yeah, but if you have that one one that's going to be your cornerstone, you're paying that guy. And the second-tier guys, that's the ones where you rotate out. Yeah, but that means that you have to have really good second-tier guys, and enough to get you to a playoff, and that's not really how that works. You don't get second-tier guys like that. You pay one guy for a while and then try to get a couple of guys bought. But if, you don't, if you're a small market like New Orleans, you don't have the kind of money to be able to do that with. That's the thing about San Antonio. We were so special because, number one, we're only a mid-market, and then we were dominant for two decades. We were so mid-market that nobody even talked about us when we were dominant for two decades. Golden State's good for like three years and everybody's all on their dick. Every 18-year-old has a Golden State t-shirt. Well, part of that with the Spurs, too, is they weren't flashy. They weren't the highlight real type team every year that everybody wanted to see the highlights for or talk about, you know? And fair, but even when we were good, didn't have to play out. Nobody talked about it. Nobody ever at all. Yeah. Nobody talked about it. Nobody talks about some of these teams. I mean, you talk about bad teams before you talk about them. I, like I said, Kevin, I can understand what you're saying. I just, I, I like, Ke- I like Alex. Think those windows are are a little tighter. Uh, teams aren't necessarily looking to. Maybe some teams aren't looking to necessarily like win now, but two to three years, I would, I would think, you know, an organization is looking to be um, competitive. Like right now, the Pelicans with with Zion and pretty much no one else. Hopefully, they can be competitive two to three years from now and build around him with all those draft picks. See, that's why I actually like what the New Orleans is doing is because they had their 1-1. One, one. 
They didn't expect to win it all this year, but now they've turned in some of their assets into more draft picks and more capital to build up that roster. Right. But, like, what do you think an organization like like New York is doing, like the Knicks? Not, not, the, not the Nets, but the Knicks. Like, for the past... Well, the Knicks are a dumpster fire, though, so... Exactly. <laughs> like, those type, of, those type of organizations, like, they, they're just kind of trying to probably figure it out as they go. Like, okay, we, we got Obi this year. He's, he's been pretty good out of... Or he's pretty good coming out of Dayton. What's the plan with him? Are you going to build around him and try to be competitive in three to five years? Like, every organization is different, so... I don't know. I... If you want to look at the Knicks, I would go back about 30 years when uh, Akeem, uh, not Olajuwon, uh, Patrick Ewing was kind of in his prime. You know? They were a good organization back then. They are trying to build around him. They just never made the right picks, never made the right trades, never made the right acquisitions to really get them over the hump. It wasn't until 99 when they were able to actually make it to the finals where they met the Spurs. You know? So, right. I mean... The Knicks, you can't tell me weren't at least trying with Patrick Ewing. That's why he stuck around because they were trying. Oh, for sure. I don't think you not. I don't think you don't try without a superstar guy like that. If you, if and you that's know, my point. You need to have that superstar guy for more than just five years to really give your organization hope. Without the having is different now. Tear it up. More now. It's not the same. It's not built the same. The league doesn't run the same as it did in '99. Doesn't run the same as it did in 2010. League changes, and with the league changing, you see more player movement. With more player movement, you need to win now or never. You need to win now or or, or not rebuild, but because you, you still know. a guy win three championships or two championships in a row, and then dip, and he's going to go win more over there. Yeah, I don't know. You still see some players trying to stick it out. Dame Lillard. Steph Curry. Sure, and Dame's got how many championship rings? I know. How many times has he made it to the third round of the playoffs? I know. None. Steph is different. Steph revolutionized the way the game is played. That's a different caliber of player. That's a different story. You know what I mean? He changed how you play basketball. All right, boys, let's get out of here. Uh, Why didn't he go to a different franchise? Why didn't he go to a different franchise? Yeah, why didn't he decide to leave too? KD, I'm leaving. Okay, why don't I leave too? Who, who's, who are we talking about? I'm sorry? Steph. Oh, well, because Steph has built a home and in, 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 he's, the, he's their dude, man. He's not going anywhere. He's the face of a franchise. If you're not the face of a franchise, you have the right to move wherever you want. Even as the face of a franchise, you have the right to move wherever you want. Steph is going to – I'd go down and say right now Steph is going to retire in Golden State. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Some guys are just made like that. Some guys are not. And I think that's who you want to build your franchise around. I would agree. I would agree with that statement. It's guys like, if you can find guys like that, that will be loyal, that will be good character guys like that, definitely build around that. Definitely find that. That's how you get your money's worth. Yes. I would agree with that. But that's hard to find these days. It is. I'm not saying it's easy to do. Very hard to if find. I'm saying if you're having that one-one pick, that's the guy I'd try to be looking for. Somebody who could show me that or convince me that they're a loyal guy, right? And that they want to do it with my franchise and not just them do it no matter what. I was like, and that's the other thing—they gotta want to do it too at your place. 
Yep. Yeah. It's not easy to find. I'm not saying it is. Nope. But there are some out there, and if you can find them, you're set up for a decade. And I also think with that, with that scenario, like in trying to find those guys, the way the league is nowadays does not help at all. No. <laughs> no. It just, it just guys basically having the power to, to tell a franchise, okay, get me out of here. Just doesn't just you know it's just good luck trying to find that guy you know you're, why I like these free agent deals or, or extensions that I'm seeing in the NFL and MLB ten years for Mookie Betts fourteen years for Trout or thirteen whatever it was ten years for Harper Machado ten years for Mahomes I mean you're seeing guys get locked up for a decade that's what I, I I'm sad so to see that the NBA got away from that. Yeah. What was that, Alex? That until you trade him away because you can't pay him. Well. <laughs> and you get more draft capital and more prospects and better players right now because those guys yeah. aren't really as good in their seventh year as they were in their first year. But most of those long contracts come with no trade clauses, too, so they also have to agree to leave. Sure. Robinson Cano was one of them. And that's going well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a reason they wanted to trade him. Um, but, I mean, Nolan Arenado is another one. His was eight years, right? Yeah, and he doesn't want to be in Denver at all. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> but when he signed that eight-year contract extension, I guarantee you he did at that point. And they fucked it up. And I would almost be willing to bet that you will see him leave before that eight years is up. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. So I mean, that's also because somebody else fucked up. You know, they're nice to see their ownership that fucked that up. Means they're there for a decade. Yeah, I mean that's because their ownership fucked up. You know, they were stupid in what they did. Exactly. So yeah, I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Right. But if you get, that's why it's hard with the Knicks because dumpster fire of an organization, right? True. And that's that's why. I say, a, go ahead. That's why I say every organization is different. It's just, it it, it, it's completely up to the organization on how they decide to run their business and and go about their business. That's, you know, that's why you see teams be successful and other teams just kind of continuously go nowhere. Anyway. Anyways, let's get out of here. That was fun. NBA draft. Congratulations to all the guys getting drafted. They're not listening to this, but congrats anyways. We'll get out of here. The, the email is double A sports show. If you want to contribute to the double sports show at gmail.com. If you want to contribute to the show at all, we also have a Patreon. Continue to be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Wear a mask. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Uh, be good to your friends. And then um, also enjoy the little things with that. We'll say later. Peace. See ya.